you fired a first shot? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 19! 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know. Any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. It's time for the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. We are on to week eight. I'm your host, Brant Tobler. And as always, I'm joined by the bookmakers, oddsmakers at the Superbook Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Jay, how are we doing this week? Well, it's been a kind of a crazy week. I was on the road for uh, most of it, and just trying to keep up with everything on the road is a little challenging. But uh, back in the saddle now and ready for a really good uh, football weekend. John, what do you think of that game last night? I uh, I was looking at everything this morning. It looked like those final two minutes really affected the total and the side and all kinds of stuff. You know, we actually had most of our public betters on Green Bay, and they were taking Green Bay plus the points, Green Bay money line. It just seems like the public can't lose in the NFL this year. Even when they take a, a dog, they're winning outright. Uh, crazy game. I was surprised they overturned the touchdown that Green Bay scored. Uh, I think it was Aaron Jones would have put him up by 10. And then I was even more surprised that Arizona was able to drive off their own one-yard line and get all the way down there and then uh, ultimately throw an interception. It was a wild game for sure. Yeah, it was a good good Thursday night game. So, Jay, was this another week that the the NFL wasn't good to you guys, or how would you guys break out overall this week? I guess this is a new week, or I, I should say how was last week for you guys? Well, I would basically describe it as a break-even weekend. I, we, we had a couple of rough weekends there, uh, still not out of the hole. So it's been a tough month for everybody uh, as, as far as the bookmaker side of things mm-hmm. during this month. Where we have one more weekend in October, uh, but it's been a struggle this entire month. It's, as, as John said, it's just the, the public's really having their way with the NFL. Well, John, with all, does it matter, since we have everything going on, do some of these other sports maybe offset the, the losses you guys have taken in football, or is, is the public winning on everything right now? Well, there's so much going on this time of year, so it'll help you absorb these losses a little bit better. Uh, like, we've got the World Series going on, NBA, NHL are in full swing, college basketball is about to start. We got a UFC pay-per-view on Saturday, so there's just so many different events going on. The money's spread out a little bit more, and it's we're doing okay. We actually ended up scratching out a profit on Sunday, this past Sunday. Just there's just so much going on, it's hard to lose, even with all these favorites covering. That makes sense. All right, well we'll get to all the other sports now uh, a little later, but I want to talk about the games this week. I got five games for you guys. I'm going to start with this game. I find very interesting because I'm not sure about either of these teams. They both tend to be trending up. It looks like the Titans are heading to Indianapolis. Looks like you guys have the Colts two and a half minus twenty. 
Total 51. Jay, uh, it seems like there's a push in the gambling markets for this Colts team coming on after a rough start. But, man, the Titans have sure looked good the last couple weeks. Any thoughts on this game? Well, I think both teams have looked pretty good. The Colts uh, have, have come around a little bit. Uh, Wentz is playing surprisingly better. I know that some uh, books open the Colts plus one, and I do know that there's been some sharp play at that number. Uh, but we opened Colts minus one, and now, as you said, we're up to two and a half. Seventy-seven percent of the money and sixty percent of the tickets are on uh, Indianapolis. So the Colts are starting to get some public play there. Wow, that's that's interesting because what we've talked about these previous weeks, it seems like everybody just remembers what they've seen the last couple weeks, and seeing the Titans crush the Chiefs and the Bills is what's stuck in my head. John, if I'm going to take the Colts. I mean, the Colts are probably not going to go any higher than this, right? So if I'm going to take the Titans, should I do it now? Or what, what do you think about that? You might see it actually go even higher. This morning we had a respected player get bet 20000 on the Colts, minus 2.5, minus 110. That's what made us go to minus 2.5, minus 120. So even as this number has moved up all week, the wise guys are still betting on Indianapolis. So I, I can't rule out the number going up to some variation of three this weekend. Wow. That's a quite a move for no injuries or anything. That's just wise guy sharps yeah. moving it that far. Well, Tennessee was a, a pretty big home dog in their last two games. They were a big home dog against Buffalo. They were a home dog against Kansas City. So it, it was a little surprising to see them open as a favorite on the road in this game. And it's been completely rejected by some of our sharp players. Hmm. Well, Hard we'll to believe to- that this team lost to the Jets, right? Yeah, that is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Jets, and then they went back uh, and took it out on the Jaguars. But I don't think they looked that great against the Jaguars either. But the last couple weeks, they've been impressive. But I actually have been impressed by the Colts. I I guess I couldn't understand some of the sharp play on Indianapolis as Wentz has really picked up his play and made them a lot better than they were earlier in the year. Hmm. Well, if this game gets to three, I might have to take these Titans. But you reminded me that they lost to the Jets. <laughs> Makes me totally forget about the Bills and, and uh, Chiefs win. So maybe I'll just, I'll, maybe I'll look to another game. The Patriots are heading to Los Angeles, which I assume will pretty much be a home game for them, actually. You guys have Chargers four and a half, 49. These Chargers. They came out the gates strong. I just don't – are they going to win this AFC West? Like, what do you think of this – what essentially be a road game for the Chargers at home this week, Jay? Well, this uh, this game is um, pretty even as I'm looking at the numbers here. We did open the Chargers five and a half. The markets really dropped down four and a half, and that wasn't sharp play. It was just the market adjusting, and it's been holding there ever since. So looking at the tickets, looking at the money, a very, very balanced game at this point. Now, John, like, I'm not even really making a joke here. I really do think the Boston fans will take over this stadium. Can you even put any home field advantage for the Chargers ever? Or, is, or is, do you factor them in as almost every game is a road game? I think there's some home field advantage just because they get to stay in their own house. They don't have to travel. New England does have to go from the East Coast all the way out to the West Coast to play the game. But I agree with your, what you're saying. That not only are the Boston fans going to go out there, there's a lot of bandwagon Patriots fans everywhere in the country now. And I'm sure there's a lot in a transient place like Los Angeles, and they're going to go to the game as well. So, you know, 60, 65% of the fans are going to be rooting for New England. So once the game starts, you're not going to have much of a 
in-stadium advantage for the Chargers. They never have an in-stadium advantage. I've been kind of looking at the total on this one, John. Any movement on this total at 49, or you think that's right where it needs to be? We took a lot of money on the over in that total, or that game, excuse me, over 47.5, 48. We're at 49.5 right now, so that's kind of interesting because Belichick mm-hmm. is considered such a defensive mastermind, and I don't think a whole lot of Mac Jones at this point in his career, but there was some sharp money over that game. All righty. Well, I don't know what I'll do with that game. This is the game I guess most would consider the biggest game of the week, Jay, is this this Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to the Saints. Looks like you guys have the Bucs 4.5, 49.5. This Bucks team looks really good, but I remember last year the Saints caused a lot of problems for Brady. Is this going to be the biggest game for you guys this week, you think? It's going to be either this one or the Cowboys-Vikings, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, it just seems like every week you get a, a tremendous amount of support on Tampa Bay. You know, Brady and company always attract a lot of action, and this game is no different. Uh, we got about, what, 80% of the money on the Buccaneers. 89% of the tickets are on the on the Buccaneers, so... I would expect this to go up a little bit, especially with the numbers that we're looking at, four and a half, going up to four and a half to five, not a big deal, five, five and a half. I don't think that's going to really hold the public down. It's just going to be interesting to see if we get any sharp money on the dog come game day. Yeah. I don't think I can take this dog after watching them on Monday night. They they, they just look so bad. John, is this Saints team, I mean, I remember they beat what's now a, what, a seven and one Packers team badly that first week, but. They looked so bad last Monday. Am I, am I just thinking about last week, or are they not that good? Well, I think they, they also beat Tampa Bay in both of the regular season games last year. And I think they were winning in the playoff game in the divisional round, which Tampa Bay came back and won. So I think the Saints are a very good defensive team. They looked awful on offense on Monday night, but they're very good defensively. I think they can keep it close. There was some sharp money on Tampa or New Orleans plus 5.5 yesterday. But there's not a big difference between four and a half and five and a half in the public size. So I think Jay's right. I don't think it's going to really deter the public at all if it does go to five or five and a half. They're all going to bet Tampa Bay no matter what. And I think New Orleans will be our biggest need of the week. All right. So, yeah, so if you're looking to bet the Bucks, you should probably do it now. And if you're looking to bet the Saints, sounds like you should wait till about post, about game time. I always like to be on <laughs> what you guys need, but – I don't know, it hasn't gone that good these last couple of weeks. I don't know what I'm going to do. Tell me. But here's about a game. It. What's that? Go ahead, John. <laughs> Tell me about it. It hasn't gone well at all. I mean, we've yeah. had, like, even even you go back to the Sunday night game this past week, the whole world was on Indianapolis as a as a dog on the road, and they win the game outright after falling behind nine to zero. So we, it's been uh it's been an interesting stretch for us for sure. But I know I we'll it. get a, we're going to get some of these to go our way. I'm not too worried about it. I had an interesting tweet the other day. The guy was like saying, you know, the odds makers are so off this year. And I mean, way off. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. You know, I was like, yeah, things usually balance out in the long run. But uh, you're right. It's like the, it seems like easy pickings. And even if they play the underdog Packers, they seem to yeah. be on the right side. But uh you know how Twitter is. I, I love that Twitter love, and I got some again this week. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't think we want we need the gamblers out here poking the bear trying to make you guys put up because most of the time, I'm sure you get this on Twitter all the time that you guys do such a good job setting the lines that they think the games are fixed. It's like 
how in the world did the lines makers know that it was going to fall? So I love that the, the gamblers are getting cocky, but I, I don't know if it's going to pay off in the long run. Well, I'm trying uh, to get John to pick it up a little bit. Uh, John. You know, I just <laughs> like to see him hustle maybe a little bit more. This week. I'm still... Uh, Jay, I'm still recovering from those flower shots Brent made me do at the refinery in Denver on Tuesday night. Oh, so don't those, don't those expect awful. Don't expect much out of me this weekend. But if you have a problem with that, you blame it on Brant and the fine people at the refinery. That's you know what? To, to all the gamblers listening, I did my best to try to even the playing field. Uh, the boys came to town for a for a hockey game. We went and watched the Knights uh, kick the Avalanche's butt. But I I kept these boys out pretty late. But uh, I have a feeling okay. it's not going to matter. They're pretty sharp. You guys are pretty sharp at the super book. I've learned over time. But maybe maybe I caught you on one game. We'll see. But you know what? Here, speaking of a crazy game, I I don't know if there's enough alcohol to make me even figure out what to do with this game. This Cowboys Vikings game looks like you guys have it up to three. The Vikings are now three and fifty-three, and I think I saw earlier in the week. I think the Cowboys were a small favorite. Now I assume this has to do with the Prescott being injured, but is is that what's going on there, Jay? Or is there a big movement? Is something I don't understand? Well, we certainly have taken some sharp, respected play on the Vikings in the early going, and you know this game opened Cowboys two and a half, and Dak's injury news came out, and it went down to pick, and we had some really some respected play on the Vikings at, uh, at Pickham. Now it's all the way up to three as some of that has continued as we've been taking some of the, some of the sharp plays on Minnesota. Uh, but if you look at the, the dollars, uh, you look at the ticket counts, it's all favoring the Cowboys. And, and I think that's just because uh, some of them haven't been informed yet uh, of that uh, injury news. You know, there's a good chance that he might not play. That's a big drop off. Uh, you know, if you take Dak out there, out of the out of the lineup. But one thing's for sure: if he were to play, he's not a hundred percent. And I think that's what the sharps look at. And the sharps are looking at a soft line with Dak out of the lineup, and probably uh, looking at it the same way with Dak being out of the lineup. Just that uh, he might not be a hundred percent. And they're looking at that short number on Minnesota, and that's why they pushed it up to three. But the public still supports Dallas here. Which is crazy. I just don't think the public knows. And that's my question, John. I think when they announce this, I know the game's at three now, and it sounds like this Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback, which makes me want to rush to the window to make a bet. But I'm thinking this game will close like five or six if they actually announce he's out because this Cooper Rush guy – I, I can see Zimmer really getting after this guy. Do you do you, if you like the Vikings? Let's say when you're listening to this podcast, should you hop on now, or do you think it, it won't go much higher than this? You know, first of all, I think you're better than that rush to the window joke. Man. <laughs> I mean, I know you're. Brant's actually a very funny guy, so don't don't judge him. <laughs> do not judge him on that. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's built into the line right now that that Dak Prescott's not going to play, and we had a guy bet us Minnesota pick him yesterday in New Jersey, at the Superbook in New Jersey, and we know that he's somebody that bets based on information. And as soon as we saw that bet, we said to each other back here, Dak Prescott's not playing on Sunday. And we were the first book to go to two and a half on Minnesota. We wrote some money on Dallas before, and, the, and now the number's gone even higher. So that got us in a very good position here. And, and I, I read some quotes that Dak Prescott said something to the effect of, well, it's not up to me if I play or not. If it was up to me, I would play. And that 
reading that makes me think he's probably not going to go. I, I don't know that the number is going to go much higher than this. I, I think the number is already kind of expecting him to not be in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think it's going to definitely, if it's officially announced mm-hmm. that he's out, you know, yes, I could see this thing going to four, four and a half. Yeah. Um, but um, which, based off that type of play, that type of uh, player that bases his plays off information, yes, it does look like he has a good chance to not playing. And, and, and once again, he might play, but he could be 80%. But, um, I mean, when, we always look at the value of the quarterbacks, and, and it always depends, you know, the line movement always depends on the quality of the backup. In this case, it's night and day. So if if you were to tell me that the difference between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush is three points, you know, you got another thing coming. It's more like six points, you know, maybe more. Oh, yeah. uh, so definitely now true. we're looking. But, yeah. I mean, but, this but thing we, we could opened, go to six. We had opened the game of Pickham last Sunday thinking Dak Prescott may not play. So I think Jay's right. I think it would probably go up to four, four and a half. But the only reason it was ever at Pickham or at Dallas minus one was because we were talking back here all along about Dak Prescott not being 100% for this game. And those bets that we took yesterday confirmed our suspicions. Mm-hmm. Jay, is it the information goes out faster? I assume, like, maybe before Twitter, as bad as Twitter is and everything, as the technology maybe helped you guys not have some kind of vulnerable spots? Well, we still are booking the same way as we did back then to a certain extent. If we see a, you know, a reputable customer come up and, and bet something and we have suspicions of, you know, uh, injury or somebody might be questionable, you know, we're going to always keep that in the back of our mind and move it very aggressively. I, I think that the information that's out there now on both sides of the counter makes everything more transparent than, than it was back then. But, uh, you know, sometimes we get this information before the players and there's, uh, at times the players get the information before us and we know who those players are. And this is a prime case of that scenario where a really respected player that, uh, we know about that, you know, played the Vikings very early indicates that there's there's a serious issue with Prescott and he might not play. Well, all right, this game, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions, I guess. Once again, we're recording this early Friday morning, so Dak might play, Dak might not, but I, I think this will give you an idea of if you watch where the line's going. Uh, if it goes up, he's probably out. If it comes down, he's probably in, but who knows? Uh, whenever you're listening to this, I advise you to, to do a little research yourself. And speaking of that, here's a game. I need no research. There's one team I officially hate because I bet them every week and I will never do it again. We're going to the Monday night game. This overrated Chiefs team is a big nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the New York Giants. Jay, can you just take the Chiefs off the board? They are killing me. I am the biggest sucker that bets them every week. But I actually, it's probably great for you guys. You probably want to put them bigger up on the board. Uh, what do you think of this Chiefs team? Are they are they that bad? Well, they're like our best friends right now. I mean, we, we don't have too many of them, but the Chiefs uh, have treated the bookmakers uh, very well. We're thankful for them. This is a very well-balanced game. We opened 9.5, and, and it's still 9.5. And, 
and we haven't seen any sharp action whatsoever on this, but if you were to look at this game and look at the parlay screen, that's where you're going to see, you know, the snowball effect. And it's just starting to build up as we speak. And I would expect the next, uh, oh, you know, two and a half days here, that trend to continue. By the time we get to Monday night, um, depending on how the games go Sunday, this could be a really big game for the books. And uh, I do see some tens out there right now, but uh, I would anticipate that she's being on a lot of parlays and it's a possibility that could be the biggest game of, of the weekend if uh, the favorites continue their trend of covering uh, as they have over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that makes sense. This does feel like a money money line parlay or a teaser after watching them be disappointing, but who wants to bet on this Giants game? John, if this gets, maybe it'll go up. Do I, is At any point, do I think about taking this Giants team? Maybe am I hoping for a 10.5 or something? Or are the Chiefs yeah. going to finally right this ship and have a big Chiefs game that we're all used to? Well, keep an eye on the injury report because the Giants have a bunch of key guys on offense, wide receivers, Barkley, all listed as questionable. I don't think Barkley's going to play Monday, but they've got a lot of key guys listed as questionable for this game. If they get some of those wide receivers back in time for Monday night, I think they're very live. Kansas City is not playing well right now at all. So the Giants could be live as a 10-point dog. I think Jay's right, though. There's going to be all kinds of money line parlay action going to the Chiefs, especially if the Dallas-Minnesota game still has all these quarterback questions around Dak Prescott. People will end their money line parlays with Kansas City instead of the Sunday night game. So if all the favorites win again this week, we might have a big liability to the Chiefs on Monday. Do you guys still have a a big liability on the Chiefs on the futures, or because if they lose this game, I mean, you could. I think there's a real chance they might not even make the playoffs. Are they where are we at in the futures, John? Is well, they, uh, they keep they keep betting the Chiefs, but you're right. I mean, you already said it. But if, if they don't win this game, they're three and five, and they could be on the outside looking into the playoff picture. We lose on them right now in the Super Bowl. Got them at fourteen to one. We're a small winner on them in the AFC. We got them at six to one, but. They're going to run out of time here. If, if, if they can't take care of business against teams like the Giants at Arrowhead, it's going to be very tough for them to make up ground in the AFC because there's a lot of good teams in the AFC this year. This week's episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code SUPERBOOK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SUPERBOOK. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Getting closer to the end of the reboot signups, right Jay? It looks like uh, what, November 13th is uh, when the reboot starts back up? Yeah, super contest reboot deadline is uh, November 13th at 3pm Pacific but uh, that's an NFL second half contest, so just in case you, you missed a missed out at the beginning of the season or you know your season is not going very well you have a second half chance and and uh that deadline is coming up so super contest reboot accepting entries in nevada through uh the 13th at 3 p.m and again you don't have to be in the original super contest to enter 
All right, and that's five hundred dollars to join the reboot. Yes, it is. All right, I'm 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 going to have to reboot because my super contest went a, is going about as good as my Cooper Rush joke did. So join the reboot with me, guys. <laughs> five hundred bucks, get in there. We'll get some. We'll win some money. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? A lot of money on, uh, the only game that's had a lot of money that we didn't talk about is Philadelphia-Detroit. So there's been a lot of big bets on Philadelphia when it's been minus three, and then big bets on Detroit when it's gone to three and a half. So really good two-way there, big $20,000, $10,000 type bets. I think the most interesting bet this week, though, has to be the guy that bet 20000 on Liberty minus 36 against <laughs> UMass. That game's tomorrow morning, Twenty grand on Liberty. Uh, that number's act. That bet's been rejected, and right now Liberty is minus thirty-five. Rejected by the sharp players, I meant. We took the wager, but the sharp, the market has rejected his position at minus thirty-six, and right now the line, the line is Liberty minus thirty-five. Crazy <laughs> bet. I, uh, you know, when we were at the Avs game, the other, I saw a Liberty T-shirt or a sweatshirt, mm-hmm. I should say, but a Liberty sweatshirt. Yeah, um, that's a sign. But that UMass team is. Whew. I, I'm surprised that Jay saw that Liberty shirt because Jay didn't even have his glasses on. You know, he's, he, yeah, he's he's spotting dimes, he's spotting Liberty shirts. That's impressive stuff, man. Yeah. I have uh, my this... sunglasses on. I can see. <laughs> okay. Jay, okay. Jay went full Vegas for the listeners. He wore his sunglasses yeah. in in the arena like he was in a club yeah. in Vegas, but it worked out. They were lucky sunglasses. And uh, shout out mm-hmm. to this guy betting Liberty, laying thirty six for twenty thousand on a game that might close 35 or 34 that is a brant move you get the brant award of the week buddy i'll, I'll be rooting for you i'm gonna put a little on liberty whatever they are and hopes this guy because uh, he he must have some real inside information if he thinks liberty's that good oh yeah or maybe i should bet something else let's move on to what else is going on because there's so much going on as we talked about last week all four major sports are in full swing Jay, is, it's got to be – your ticket writers must have uh, exhausted fingers. Are you guys just printing tickets on everything nowadays? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a great time to be a sports fan, and, and certainly uh, it is in the betting world as we got all four going on. But uh, it's it keeps us busy. we got a great lineup uh, of football games on both Saturday and Sunday. I think the, the games that are we're looking at on Saturday – are shaping up to be some pretty good uh, matchups. So very excited about that. Obviously, the NBA and NHL just getting started. But uh, as you can imagine, it's still dominated by the great iron. You know what the thing I'd like to – I wish I knew more about, and I'm going to come to you on this one, John, because I know you're a big UFC fan. I, I don't really ever bet the UFC, but I, I see there's a big card this weekend, UFC 267. Uh, any thoughts on this week? Any fights I need to watch or maybe – a lean towards somebody? Well, you got a couple title fights. So that's always interesting. Glover Teixeira against Jan Blockowitz for the light heavyweight title. Then Corey Sanhagen is fighting Petter Jan for, I think they've created an interim bantamweight title because Aljamain Sterling is out with an injury. Uh, I will tell you that we did have a very respected player take Teixeira plus 250 at the Superbook in Nevada last night. And right now we've got Teixeira down to plus 220. So this is a guy, he likes to play a lot of big underdogs, and he does pretty well doing it. But, you know, it's, it's tough to hit these plus 250 fights. And, and But uh, I know this guy's has, he's got a very good track record. He's hit a lot of these over the years. So that, I, I did want to highlight that. Further down the card, there's a lot of big favorites. 
So usually what you'll get is just people parlaying all those favorites together. So that won't be as good for uh, for handle. But the two title fights, we should get some pretty good right on. Is, is there a lot of sharps in the, in the UFC world, or is it? I mean, I know it's yeah. like cliche to say, but one punch can. It seems like it's hard to bet because I see some of these big favorites just get knocked out mm-hmm. real quick. And there, there are there is a lot of sharp money in, in, in a market like UFC. These smaller markets, it's it, they're easier to beat than maybe an NFL game is or a college football game is, where those numbers are pretty tight. That's why your limits are a little lower. We let this guy bet four thousand dollars. He he's got four thousand to win ten thousand on Teixeira. But that's about as much as we want to take from a guy like this in something like a UFC fight, whereas we'd be willing to give him a much bigger bet on the NFL. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, the good news is I know Superbook, uh, you guys are doing a lot of stuff with the UFC. It looks like we're going to do a watch party with the UFC uh, out here in Denver uh, Saturday, uh, November 6th, it looks like. But uh, you know what? I'll get to that at the end. I know you guys are busy. Let me uh, run a couple college games by you real quick and get you guys out of here. Uh, I'm excited. I, I mean, there's some monster games tomorrow. We got Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Penn State. But I'm trying to stay away from these big games and try to find some gems here. Here's a couple games I got. I like, I like Mississippi State versus Kentucky out here. There's so much hype on this Colorado State team, but I remember Boise's good, so I kind of like Boise. And then I, I can't believe Michigan is that big a favorite at Michigan State in a rivalry game. Any thoughts on my Mississippi State, Boise State, Michigan State parlay? <laughs> oh, it's a parlay. I think um, I'm a parlay, and I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> why, why lose all three when you could just lose like, once? <laughs> just roll out the red carpet for you, Brent. Um, you know, people look at that line and just think of the, the brand name Boise State. And Boise State is nowhere near what they normally are. I mean, I understand the big victory at BYU, but this is a team that can't run the ball anymore, and they're getting mediocre quarterback play, a lot of turnovers there, and their defense is just below average, and that's why the line is so short. Colorado State, you know, it's a rough start, but they played really well uh, since their first two games in losses to South Dakota State and Vanderbilt at home. They played really well at, at number five, Iowa. They actually were able to run the ball over the last uh, three or four weeks and have been a victim of some bad luck there right at the end and bad clock management, to say, say the least. But with a little bit of luck, they, you know, they could have a winning record. But that team is playing with confidence. They have some great chemistry, and I think that's why you're seeing the line so short there. I wouldn't be surprised the Rams – you know, win this game, but that's the reason why it's so short on the Boise side. Uh, as far as the Michi- Mississippi State game, some sharp play has really come in on the Bulldogs, and, and that line has moved a little bit. As far as Michigan, Michigan State game, that's going to be a, a very popular game, uh, a big revenge game for Michigan as they lost to the Spartans last year at home as a, a pretty big favorite. Michigan State's had a very easy schedule. Um, I think that they had a nice win at Miami, but uh, Michigan's going to go in there with a little red tail, I think, and uh, truly be focused focus on this game and possibly might even expose the, the Spartans. So some good matchups, some some interesting games. Uh, you didn't mention the, that Penn State, Ohio State. I think that's going to be an interesting game, and certainly that Georgia-Florida game is also a, a, a very big game. So a great slate on Saturday. All right. Well, 
John, I, I mean, I guess we need to let it be known that Jay is also a graduate of Colorado State, so he might be a little biased on that oh, one. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, there's seven no years. doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> seven years. <laughs> Best you, seven and a half years at, of his life. Yeah, you're about as good with time as your uh, coach there is. So Whoa. I think I'm going to go with Jay there with Colorado State. And Michigan and Mississippi State, it sounds like the Sharps are on them. And John, on this last one, now hearing Jay say that, I do remember this could be a revenge game for Michigan. Is this is this a stay away and enjoy game? Maybe a halftime bet or any any thoughts on this Michigan Michigan State? It's very split action here. I haven't really seen anything from the guys we would consider the sharper players. I do think that people were shocked when they saw Michigan a pretty big favorite on the road, and I think that should tell because considering Michigan State's undefeated, but I think that should tell you something about the game. The fact that Michigan is laying more than a field goal on the road should tell you something. Yeah, that's what I'm learning from this show is a lot. Don't listen to Twitter ESPN. Actually, if you just kind of follow the line movement sometimes, sometimes it'll kind of point you in the right direction. Well, that'll do it for this week. Another fun episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. As always, you can come see us at the Superbook if you are in Las Vegas or if you're out here in Colorado, come to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. We'll have all the games on. And, oh, yeah, breaking news. I just got this note. I'm excited to tell you guys out here in Colorado, we will be doing a UFC 268 watch party. Usman versus Covington is the main event, November 6th at the Lodge Casino. So come out, watch the fights with us. We will have all kinds of fun that night. As always, you can follow us on all social media at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. And please do us a favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating, subscribe, leave a comment. It always helps us in the ratings. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this because we are having a blast. And we will talk to you guys next week. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you was going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network this week's episode of the superbook sports podcast is sponsored by our friends at manscaped manscaped has taken off in not only the usa but canada the uk across europe australia south africa and singapore join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code superbook that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code superbook, superbook. superbook. superbook.